Are you ready? Welcome to Radio Grognard, King Size, the OSR podcast with more stuff. With your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi folks, Old Man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. It's a nice day. You gotta do something, even if it's at range. We'll talk about that right after this. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Okay, what I want to discuss is the fact that every party member in a in a group, a game group, has to do something. Now, it, it yeah, okay, fine. You have you are say you're a wizard. Say you're a first to third level wizard, and you ain't got much. But what you got, you better use. Say it's a first level wizard who has that one spell. That one spell that once it's thrown, he can throw another one tomorrow. So, what what do you do? You start thinking ranged. At least I start thinking ranged. Now, I know that wizards cannot wear armor. So, that means they will mostly be in the back. They will mostly be kind of protected by the rest of the people, sort of. But they also have wherewithal. They cannot use regular arms, armor, or, or arms rather, like swords and axes and things. But you know what? They can do have something like a sling. And if they if somebody does come up close, they should have a staff, a quarter staff, and know how to use it. But I'm talking ranged here. Now, there are like slings, there are darts, there are throwing a rock, just throwing a rock will will do do something. You're doing something because everybody in the party has to do something, unfortunately. Because I've been in, actually, I've been in parties where I didn't do much of anything and I was chided for it. Uh, I not only chided, but I was like, hey, you going to do anything or just stand back there and let us do all the work? Well, it's like I can throw a sleep spell and then tomorrow I can throw another sleep spell. But I finally got to the to the point where I would just take a, you know, I'd, I'd take a sling. I'd take slings. I'd take a boomerang for that matter. I wonder if I can get away with a mage with a whip. See, to me, whips are underrepresented in, in D&D. I mean, they don't really do much. They do a D4 maybe if they hit, in a, and on a natural 20, you can entangle. Okay, well, it's better than nothing. I mean, you can attack from range on that, and I don't know why a wizard wouldn't have something like that. I mean, I've adapted crossbow bolts with blunt heads for clerics who cannot use sharp things. I mean, they can still knock somebody out with them. So there's no reason why wizards can't have things like whips and boomerangs. And once again, like even a sling does negligible negligible amount of damage. 
So you have to think, this is where wizards and other players like that have to think outside the box and come up with these, these kind of things. I mean, you know, somebody, some, some evil orc breaks through and gets right next to you. What are you going to do? Have a slap fight with him? You got to defend yourself somehow. So those are some things to think about. Now, range. Let's get back to range for a minute. Notice how these, every time I come up with a subject, it sort of dive, dives into, an, it intertwines with another subject, and who knows what comes out. Anyway, range. Um, I'm, I'm not very big fan of range as far, I mean, range weapons, yes, but I mean, trying to, to do it, you know, absolutely to the foot of of range i really even even if i'm not playing a a a wizard or somebody who who somebody who does have range like a bow or a crossbow i don't i don't like doing it i it's like can i hit him well yeah you can no you can't i'm talking as a gm here as a player i'm gonna have to do it you know there's no way two ways about it unless you're doing theater of the mind now i like theater of the mind but sometimes you got to break the map out and I am kind of, I don't know, gridless maps are, are kind of, kind of uh, appeal to me. Well, you just take a ruler and measure it or look at it and eyeball it like you do in index card RPG. You know, point blank, near, far, and out of range. That's all I want to deal with. But there are a lot of players who have to know, I move 30 feet, so it's a five-foot square. I move six squares, that kind of thing. Also, I was watching a video from Guy Slanders of How to Be a Great GM talking about theater of the mind. And he had a few rules in there that I like, even if I have a map. One of them is what he called the Hollywood rule. The, the characters are always where they're supposed to be when they need to be there. So in front of the monster, 50 feet away from the monster, I, I want to add a caveat to that. Unless the player tells me he's somewhere else, he or she is somewhere else, then they're where they need to be. You get ambushed by goblins, they're right in front of you, or they're about 10 feet away. You know, you if, you're, if you've got a ranged weapon and you want to use it, then okay, they're 10 feet away. Plenty of, you know, or near, far, out of range, however you want to do it. And I'm gonna I'm gonna start applying that whether I have a map down there or not. Characters, player characters, or players can count hexes all they want, but I'm just gonna go. Yeah, I think you can make it because you know when a player measures out something, one it kind of slows the game down, and two, I don't know, it just sort of takes some of the fun out of you know being able to look at it and go, yeah, I think I can hit that. You know, you, you kind of think if you're, you know, you're, you're a more than first level, you can, you've got some idea, you've had experience with doing this, and you can figure out what you can hit and what you can't hit. I mean, you can't always be wrong, but, you know, err on the side of caution and make an educated guess. I, I think that because in, in life we do that, I mean, yeah, we got tape, tape measures and such, but when's the last time you... You know, you thought you could catch up with somebody who was a block away and you, you're both running and you're going, yeah, I can get it. Okay, I'm almost there. Yeah, another half block. Okay, fine. Yeah, I can get him. And you just do it. You know, you just, you just, sometimes you just know. And I want to 
uh, cultivate that kind of thinking in the players. So as far as ranges go, it's, uh, to me, point blank, near, far, and out of range. That's it. That's it. That's all. You know, because there's nothing wrong with plugging that in to my game. And I say so. Okay? Got it? Good. Also, once you feel like you can do something, no matter how little it is, it makes the player and the character feel better. You know, I mean, I've seen movies where there's fights where there's always a little guy taking the pot, a pot shot or something on the side. Look at the Adventures of Robin Hood. They got uh, Much the Miller's son sitting there in the rafters at, the, at the, the last fight, grabbing some guy's helmet, pulling it off and thumping him on the head. They don't know where it came from and they're out. Um, I always remember also in Flash Gordon, you know, Flash, ah, Gordon, uh, where Flash and the, is fighting a fight with the, with the guards and stuff. The leader of the Hawkman, Brian Blessed, is is like he's got he you know he's being watched and he's guarded and stuff. But you know the guys come by and it's just like he takes he takes his uh, mace and go thunk. I'm doing nothing, just standing here thunk. You know, and he's helping. He is helping. He's doing something. So always think of a character of if the push comes to shove and the chips are down, what can you do to help? And that's a good thing. Okay, we're going to have a short, a short show today because I'm getting ready. And like I said, after, t- after today's uh, episode, we will not have another, another episode until the 10th, as of this recording, June 10th, because that's when I come back from, from New Mexico. And hopefully I will have some stuff I've recorded in the field on vacation that I can actually present to you. I will try. It's amazing what a nice location, and just relaxing can do for the for the brain. Anyway, like I said, if you want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognardergmail.com or drop a voicemail on Anchor. We are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program, and I would thank you. If you want to do a single donation in my Ko-fi page, ko-fi.com slash oldmangrognard, or my PayPal tip jar, paypal.me slash oldmangrognard. be nice to have a little vacation money. I didn't say that, did I? Anyway, I want to thank these people who do give to me monthly. Gilbert Suarez, Juan Carlos Llewellyn, Benjamin Brodell, John Allen Large, and Aaron. Thank you very much. For other good podcasts, there is Dan Gregg's The Young, Y-U-N-G, Young Grognar Podcast, Kevin at the Red Caps Podcast, Daniel Norton's Bandits Keep Podcast, Randy and Joe's Biggest Geekest Podcast, Big John Allen Large's The Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tankar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. You got questions? You got comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. Tune in next time when Radio Grognard King Size is on the air.